and sage symbolizes prayer. Necessary for life against the battle of death. I am the fire that cleanses the air. As the smoke gets higher, bad spirits beware of the burning sage. Of the burning sage. Of the burning sage. Burning sage symbolizes breath Necessary for life against the battle of death I am the fire that cleanses the air As the smoke gets higher, bad spirits beware Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Doggy. Holy moly. Guacachole. Ladies and gentlemen, people of Earth. Um, I'm back. Sorry for the break, the unexpected break. Um, again, life is so unexpected that you just never know, you know, and um unfortunately it took its toll on this old soul. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, let, let for you know uh, first of all, welcome for those of you uh, just joining me for the first time, or if you've never heard what I do here. My name is Sage Ryan Cash, and this is the Burning Sage Podcast. Um, gonna do things a little bit different, which I'll get into how that's gonna shape up and look like in a minute. Um, but yeah, this is basically a podcast designed for me to burn the sage of myself and just kind of you know free my mind of all these thoughts. I am one of those people um, that is a rambling has a rambling mind and and um, can't shut the fuck up sometimes. So I thought, well, hey, podcasts and that kind of jazz looks fun to do, and let me try it out. And I've been doing it for a little bit now, um, about four or five years, maybe even longer than that. Well, way longer than that if you look at, like, you know, shout out to The Violent Sneeze, um, which was my first attempt at a b- podcast um, from back in the day, uh, <clears throat> maybe like 20 fucking... 15 or some shit like that i don't know it was a long time ago didn't know what i was doing i was broke couldn't afford mics or nothing so i just tried it but uh you know it ain't nothing to it but to do it and that's what i've been trying to do um lately i've expanded my uh i don't know fucking i've just kind of i don't know how to say it but i've been dabbling in producing Uh, i just produced uh, my first podcast that i'm not starring or hosting i'm just a producer on that podcast it's called the one upper show uh for more information information about that check out the one upper it's also my first um designed web page that i did all my lonesome so if you can go check that out and support that i would really appreciate it show me uh you know send me all the love and and um and not love too you know if you got criticism of any kind good or bad let me know i'm always um down to hear it uh, but that's going well, you know, as as with anything and with podcasts, especially uh, it's hard to, you know, gauge whether or not um, you're doing the right things or whatnot. And it's hard to gain an audience to everybody's got a podcast nowadays. And um, that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sad to announce. Uh, well, not sad, uh, but uh, basically I am going to uh, I'll announce right now that this will be um, the Burning Sage podcast as we know it will end this year. I am going to transition into more YouTube um, videos. Uh, basically, um, 
what I used to do here on the Burning Sage podcast, uh, when I first started it out, I uh, was writing for this magazine called Neverboard Magazine, and <clears throat> I used to write, um, you know, little articles and stuff, and then I would kind of talk about those articles, and it just, in you know, the first few episodes, and when I first started doing it, I had a lot to say. You know, I was a little bit younger for one, um, and I had a lot to say and some messages I wanted to share with you guys and to anyone who would listen, and, and um, you know... Also, I just have fun doing a podcast. Like I said, I can't shut the fuck up, so why not record it? You know what I'm saying? Um, and you never know, you know, if this thing was going to blow up or not. I've have had, um, you know, it may not show in numbers, but the people that reach out to me and especially the people that I have never met, um, there's only a few. I'm not acting like it's thousands or whatever, or hundreds of people or anything like that. But, you know, the, the, the handful of people that I don't know that have reached out and listened and gave me positive um, feedback, that means the world to me. You know, um, <clears throat> it's hard to say that my biggest talent is talking, but it is. I always make the joke that I wish it was carpentry or painting or something a little bit more tangible and financially um, prosperous. But uh, unfortunately, it's just talking. Uh, but it is fortunate in, in terms of, you know, there's all these different avenues to travel down when you do have the gift to gab. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I've had a lot of fun with this podcast and stuff. But I want to get back to writing and I want to get back to structuring. I, I basically want to do what I had always hoped I could do with this show. Um, but it being audio only, I want to, uh, first of all, I want to transition to more video stuff because that way, you know, just business wise and marketing wise, it's smart to do that. So you can clip it out and put it on all the social medias and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I do want to do that. And I, I did do that before. For those of you who remember my short lived uh, career as a Twitch streamer and. Uh, I even did a couple live podcasts as well as gaming streams um, on Twitch and Mixer uh, when I first started this a few years ago. So um, that was real fun, and I kind of want to get back to those types of things. Uh, but I think with YouTube, as I've you know I've watched YouTube all the fucking time. I know it's it's you know I, I think it's I think it's bullshit the way the community guidelines are are headed and and you know the censorship that's going on there, but. It's still the place where you can just find, I mean, I remember when it first came out and I looked up, you know, I was like, fuck, what could I, it was like that, that first time you, well, you, some of you kids don't remember this, but when you first had the internet and you would just like, what do I look up? Like, I don't even know. And then you look some up and you're like, holy shit, there's a website for this. And you're like stoked of, you know, all the shit that's there. And, and for YouTube, especially, I mean, for me, music, like I looked up all my favorite bands and there was like live footage of them, like. I mean, the amount of tool, I basically have seen every tool interview, every tool video there is um, up to a point, you know, uh, but yeah, so I just, I feel like I've been watching a lot of YouTube and there's a lot of people that go on there and they kind of just sit there um, and they, not not just sit there, but they do these uh, videos that I'm into that, you know, like reacts videos. I really like reacts videos. I like review videos. And I like these uh, narrative videos that I've seen certain YouTube channels um, do. I wish I could shout you out. Um, shit, I should have fucking... Next show, I'll shout out who I pay attention to or whatnot. But, you know, it'll be like... Like, lately, I've been into basketball. Hashtag go Lakers. Um, sorry, Warrior fans. Sorry, whoever else is listening. And just fuck your basketball team. Lakers all day, baby. Uh, and I ain't no bandwagon person. I ain't no LBJ fan. I mean, I'm a fan because he's a Laker now. But, you know, I mean, I'm from the 90s and I grew up with Shaq and Kobe. I think Shaq is one of the most underrated and uh, greatest players to ever play the game. And he was my favorite Laker of all time. And I love the Lakers, always have. Uh, but, yeah, go Lakers. Anyways, I've been watching a lot of basketball stuff. 
And, uh, you know, there's these great videos of like, you know, why was or how good was Allen Iverson recently is when I saw. Right. And it's just like a 12 minute video of people like talking about Allen Iverson. And what's cool is like, you know, with the technology nowadays, you could show clips and you can have this narrative that you wrote and stuff like that and put your own spin on it and music and all this stuff. So that's what I want to transition to um, in the near future. That is sort of why I took this break. I didn't anticipate um, all the stuff that happened, which I'll get into in just a moment. But um, but yeah, I didn't anticipate to be away this long. I thought I would already be getting into uh, making videos for you guys. But basically what I mean is, you know, when I'm I've talked about this before, but, you know, not getting paid from this and this kind of being a hobby, it's hard to, you know, America's expensive to live in. I'm out here in, in Oregon right now and uh, Eugene, Oregon, Springfield to be exact, which is Eugene's neighbor. So I always just say Eugene, uh, but it is Springfield technically. And, uh, you know, it's it ain't cheap, man. It's uh, cheaper than I, where I was, you know, for sure in California, but it's definitely not cheap. And so therefore you have to work and I don't have a family of means and I, you know, uh, so it's just hard to find the time and the, and the resources and also the energy sometimes, um, that that's kind of the hardest battle I find, uh, the motivation, the self-confidence, um, cause it takes a lot. I'm, I'm doing this by myself. I'm the producer of the show. I'm the host of the show. I'm the editor of the show. You know, most people have uh, at least a buddy or somebody to help and stuff. And, and I'm not complaining. You know, um, I like doing it. It's something I really enjoy. Actually, producing is something I really enjoy, and I actually want to do that more. I'm going to start the Burning Sage Productions. Um, <clears throat> technically, it's already started because I did the one-upper show. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I just think that it would be really cool for me to focus my talents on narrative-based videos um, on YouTube for now. And that's kind of what I want to do, you know, if I want to. And what, what that looks like is like, you know, I want to do stuff on certain bands I like, certain music stuff and, and, you know, reacts videos to that kind of thing. I think it'd be hilarious for me to re react to like today's hip hop and stuff like that. Just to give you an example, like some little Yachty, little Uzi song or something that I never heard because I'm not really uh, up on that game quite yet. I'm an old school hip hop fan. Um, but, you know, just videos like that and kind of and also videos that where it's like, you know, the theory of... Um, you know, the theory of every of fuck, I don't know, the theory of everything's a movie, but uh, you know, the why I love skateboarding or whatever it is, I I wanna make uh that to be a video. And maybe I'll do an audio only version, so it'll be like, you know, you can have a podcast kind of thing um going with that. Or hopefully, I mean, if all goes well and I can get it down, I would love to do it all in one sitting in one show and then put that up audio only, but then the video versions go up on YouTube. Again, we'll see, but all I'm saying is is this version of the Burning Sage podcast is going to end in terms of, um, you know, in terms of it just being an only uh, audio-only podcast and kind of the format that I had um, because, you know, I just want to, I don't want to spread myself too thin, you know, I am working still on the One Upper show, that's a continuous thing I'm putting my energy towards, um, you know. It, you, if you're living on your own, like I said, you don't have a family and means and stuff. That means you got to work for a living. So to to find the time to to put towards, um, you know, these creative ventures that I'm doing, it's um it's been kind of tough. But uh, and I and, and that's why I think you know if I am gonna focus on, um, it has to be one or the other. Basically, is what I'm trying to get to. Is you know I can't do the Burning Stage podcast and the YouTube channel. Maybe one day I can, and that'll be something that I will do. But for now, these are the last uh, few episodes that I'll be putting out 
um, as you know, the Bernie Sage podcast. But uh, the good news is, is at this point, I'm just because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you, if you guys are returning guests and you've heard some stuff that I do. I used to do another show. I used to every Monday I put out one of these podcasts, right? And then Friday I would do this thing called Sage's Mixtape. And I loved Sage's mixtape, man. And it was, you know, that was before I was on Spotify and all these other uh, podcast platforms. Um, but basically, it was like an old school radio show where I pick eight songs and then I, you know, play those songs and I yap in between. And it was a good, fun, fucking time. It's something that was like a personal dream of mine to always be like a radio DJ. I love it. I love music. I think, um, you know, being an only child and spending a lot of time on my own. I grew up in the CD era, so I was always, you know, listening to music and stuff, and I just have a good wide range of uh, knowledge and music and, and different varieties and stuff like that, so, um, and not to, that's not tuning my own horn, it just is what it is, you know, I, I'm not putting anybody else down who doesn't, you know, if you don't, you don't know this band, you're not cool, I don't give a fuck, man, you know, it just it is what it is, I like to share what I know with people and, and hopefully turn you on to some things that you haven't heard, or hopefully just play one of your favorite songs or whatever, but it's basically just a good time. You know, and um, this being the last few days of this podcast, I thought it'd be cool to kind of mix the two because fuck it, y'all. The only reason why I didn't bring back Sage's Mixtape um, when I came back with this podcast earlier this, I think uh, late last year and earlier this year is when I started to, uh, you know, I re-upped or, you know, I started to do it again because I was on a hiatus, you know, and that's explained in... um, the, the past couple episodes so if you want to figure out where I've been and what I've been up to go check out that uh but yeah it's uh the reason basically I stopped doing the Sage mixtape even though I had so much fun doing it was because of copyright issues I am a you know you can't really just play songs um without owning the rights to it which I understand and I appreciate and um you know uh, I had intentions of doing this podcast and going and doing a lot of things with it and um and I was afraid to put certain songs in case, you know, they would take my podcast down. That would be, you know, going against what I'm trying to do here. So I didn't do that. But this being the last few episodes of my podcast and me not being, you know, I don't have a huge fucking amount of numbers. So I doubt Spotify is paying attention. I doubt fucking any of these podcast platforms are paying attention. So you know what, you guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mix the two. I'm going to mix Sage's mixtape with the Burning Sage podcast, and basically what I mean by that is uh, this show is about to have a whole new format. I'm basically going to you know, play that intro song like you heard. I'm going to say hi, kind of catch you up on what I've been up to that week, and then um, go right into our breathing segment, and then I'm going to start playing tunes. And in between um, certain uh, sections of the podcast that I have, you know, it's not going to be all just music, but I'm going to blend the music in as well as talk about certain topics and whatever. So it's going to be a mixture of the two. It's not going to be eight songs. I only have like three or four, I think, for this episode. Um, and I'm not sticking to a number. If I feel like playing more, I will. If I don't feel like playing songs, I won't. And it's basically, you know, that's why this title of this episode is My Show, My Way. And, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, if it's the last few episodes, fuck it. I'm just going to make the show that I want to make and have the most fun possible doing it. And hopefully that translates. Um, into good quality podcast for you guys uh yeah so that's my plans that's my future um there will be a burning sage youtube channel and you can catch me there and you could probably still catch like i said the audio versions of them on on these uh podcast platforms wherever you may be listening to this um and by the way you guys i just really appreciate anybody who um 
takes time out of their day to listen to anything I put out or read anything I write, I really do appreciate it. It means like so much to me, man. You know, I'm a person that struggles with self-doubt and struggles with um, low self-esteem sometimes. Uh, and so, you know, to go back and, and look at those positive messages and, and people, you know, reaching out, shout out to, uh, um, shout out to Quibbly Pigeon. Um, a.k.a. Joey Davies for hitting me up and being like, where the fuck is the podcast? And it kind of just snapped me out of this thing, you know, of like, man, you're right. You know, I didn't want to do one until I had the video quality until I mean, until I had a camera to record a video portion. So um, I was waiting on that, but I was just waiting too long and I let it slip. And then I was kind of, you know, it's been raining nonstop. And then, you know, so to catch up on a few things, one of the biggest reasons is because, uh, you know, I have some family stuff going on right now. Um that has made it kind of mentally tough for me to, you know, have the energy and confidence and, and, uh, you know, the, take the time out to do this kind of stuff. Also, that's a huge reason why I took this break. Um, I'm still going through it, but you know, I feel like these things, I forget that they make me so happy. You know, when I, when I've accomplished this, when I record it, when I sit down and do it and I put it out, um, it makes me happy. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do so. Uh, but yeah, so that being said, I apologize for the break, uh, but we're back now with a brand new show, and I'm very excited. My show, My Way, the Burning Sage podcast, uh, it is May 8th. Uh, I'm either gonna, I'll probably put this out tonight because I don't even give a fuck what day I put it out. Um, you know, all that structure stuff and worrying about uh, what day to put it out and how many times to do it a week. I might do two a week. I might do one a week. Who fucking knows? I don't know, but I'm going to put them out, and I'm going to keep recording and until... Um, until that YouTube channel is ready to pop off, and I'm gonna have exci- some exciting things planned ahead. Um, that same friend Joey Davies and me will be in Vegas in about a week and a half, or yeah, just, just over a week. And um, I'm gonna bring my podcast stuff. So, spoiler alert, Joey, get your fucking ass ready, because I'm gonna record some Vegas episodes uh, while I'm out there, and maybe I'll get some random stragglers. Hopefully, get some, uh, you know, degenerate fucking gambling junkies to come on my podcast or whatever i don't know we'll see what it is but what's gonna happen but i'll you know i'll at least have my equipment and stuff when i'm out there and uh, i'm gonna try to commit to at least one a week uh like i was doing and like i said maybe more i do not know but um yeah that being said um let's get right into it and if for those of you don't know and for those of you that are just joining me on this podcast your first time welcome um like again i am sage ryan cash and this is what this is the burning sage podcast and we do a little segment here uh before we get into the bulk of the show and just take a deep breath a couple deep breaths i think it's a positive thing to do throughout your day um, no matter if you're feeling stressed or not it just feels good to take a deep breath and kind of release uh, whatever tension you may be holding or just to clear your mind and uh get you know get zen as uh, the big sir hippies would say, um, get zen and fucking be in the moment. Uh, if anything, just to just for the duration of this podcast, but also just like I said, do it do it throughout your day. Take a deep breath with the intent of, um, I'll show you. You know, when you when you breathe in, you're thinking like I'm taking everything that's in my mind, positive or negative, and I'm gonna put it in a bag and I'm gonna throw it the fuck out when I breathe out. All right, that's what I do. Right, like I'm putting all of my thoughts 
good or bad, you know, that's that's one thing, too, to be aware of. It's like, you know, you may be thinking like, oh, well, I'm all right because I'm not thinking all negative thoughts all the time. I'm thinking positive thoughts. But no, thinking all the time is not great. You know, there's a time and place to critically think about things and your choices and your decisions and your life choices. Um, but, you know, not always. And I think all of us today are just so riddled with uh, information and things going on. You got three screens in front of you at a time and you know, it's hard to kind of like escape that, you know, and it can drive you crazy, literally, or, you know, it can cause all these mental issues or depression or whatever. So um, I just like to do this in the beginning of my podcast just to kind of, you know, for one it's for me just to kind of get ready for the podcast, but then also to help you guys too, and, and uh, you know, get you guys taking some deep breaths and just, you know, being mindful and enjoying yourself while you listen to this podcast. So, all right, with further, without further ado, let's get into it. We're, on the count of three, we're going to take a deep breath and breathe in through our nose. And then, we're like I said, just just picture yourself putting all those thoughts in a bag. And then when we breathe out, we're going to fucking let it all out and throw that shit in the furnace or whatever, right? Okay. In three, two, one, into the nose. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's kick it off with our first jam we got. Here come the Grave Diggers by Grave Diggers. Welcome to the Burning Stage Podcast. Gotta keep saying it. Say Grave Diggers. Grave Diggers. Come on, say it with me. Come on. Grave Diggers. Come on. Gravy. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't pull on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you can't fuck with me and my men. So check it out. King David, potentially vital. Holy as the Bible, can't allow you to worship the false idol. 
Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Shout out to the Grave Diggers, um, all Wu Tang affiliates. Uh, it's a group that was basically RZA, um, the Abbot of the Wu Tang Clan. Um, <clears throat> he did a side group uh, back in the day called the Grave Diggers, and I love them. And that was called Here Comes the Grave Diggers. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. And like I said, you're gonna be hearing music throughout this show because I have combined my music show with this show. I just think it's a nice little break. Um, cause you know, part of the problem too, and one of the reasons why I want to end this and focus on YouTube channel videos and, and do more like narrative videos is because it's, you know, I'm all by myself and it's like, if I had, um, people to chat with, uh, you know, or just a crew to, to, to kind of shoot, to shoot back and forth some topics and stuff like that. Or if I find a guest, um, you know, to come on, I, I enjoy that more than, um, anything so you know and more than just recording myself talk the whole time you know what i mean um and so you know that's something that if i if i can find some guests and fi find homies that are down to do it then maybe i'll do another podcast um uh you know with that format or you know i'll do that'll be a podcast that i can do if i have uh, other people to help with that you know other other people on the mic and stuff like that but um you know like it's just I, I just feel like w music helps with it just being me. It's basically what I was trying to get at. I got a little lost there. Sorry about that. But yeah, you know, playing some tunes in between me yapping, it just it just flows better in my opinion. So that's what I'm gonna continue to do. All right, and so we move on, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to finally answer. Uh, <laughs> I put a poll up probably in January, I think. Um, or not a poll, but like one of those questions on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at the underscore burning underscore sage. And, uh, you know, it was basically what was the question was, what is plaguing you? So um, I had this idea for a, you know, a section of the show where, you know, I talk about, um, you know, what's plaguing me. And what's plaguing you guys and, and, you know, audience input on that. And um, that's something I still kind of want to do and I'll still stick to it. I got a couple questions I'll answer and I'll save a couple questions from uh, for next week's episode. But uh, but yeah, you know, I just think that that was the purpose of the Burning Sage podcast in the beginning. Like I mentioned before, briefly in the introduction, you know, I had a lot to say. I had a lot of messages uh, that I felt like sharing. And there were basically things about, you know, stuff that I didn't feel was being talked about, you know, like... Um, the Cruelty of Self-Doubt is an episode I love. The Benefits of Killing Yourself um, is another episode that I'm proud of. And, you know, just certain things that I feel like could help somebody in need or, or just, you know, um, kind of bring up a topic or that's just not really talked about, especially in my demographic of, you know, young young men out here. It, you know, it's nice to be able to talk about kind of tougher subjects, um, 
in a way where I'm not like some Dr. Drew. I'm not some Eckhart Tolle. I don't wear crystals. I'm not, I don't have, I'm not a white dude with dreadlocks. No offense to those guys. But, you know, it's like I get why it's hard to take them seriously or hard to hear some certain messages from certain people. But when you got a, um, a down-to-earth brother like myself, <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like it's a little bit more digestible. And, um, you know, to toot my horn a little bit, you know, my writing kind of the way I would write about these certain topics, I feel like, you know, I'm pretty proud of the way I was able to spread those messages of, you know, self-help and, and self-love and, and, you know, just tougher subjects and stuff. So um, I just, yeah, so I put up this question to kind of hear where, where your guys are heads at, what kind of problems are facing you guys, and then I'll, I'll give my two cents on that, give you some sage advice um, on those questions. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, and then also, I wasn't sure... You know, if these people want to be blasted out or whatever, I won't give names. I'll just give um, the Instagram handle of the questions. I got two similar questions here that I'm going to uh, kind of rant about for you guys today. And they are from the users Lil Wild Strawberry and Fiend underscore four underscore me. Um, Fiend for me. And their questions are basically, uh, you know, well, the first one is... Uh, you know, I ask what is plaguing you, and then the answer is the fact that we have to work forever to survive, and most of us won't ever be able to retire. And then Fiend for me asks or replies and says the feeling of being on edge of, on the edge of financial turmoil. These things, <laughs> these two questions, I feel like are very similar, so I get um, I think my answer can kind of cover both of them, uh, but they definitely are something really prevalent um, with me today. And kind of have been for a while, you know. Uh, I keep mentioning that, you know, I'm not from a family of means. Uh, I don't have, like, a security blanket. I can't, if I fuck up, I'm on the streets. I can't go back to mommy and daddy's house because mommy and daddy don't have a house. Um, you know, they're living in apartments and whatnot. They're not out there on the streets or nothing. But, you know, ain't no room for me. Uh, I'm 32 years old now. And, you know, it's just, uh, you're out here on your own, basically. Uh, I didn't grow up with a family business or anything either. And I was a fuck up and... In school, I preferred a good time over um, doing my homework. And so basically, you know, no career for me yet. Um, I also have all these creative ventures that I had hoped would be financially prosperous. Um, and some are and some aren't. And, you know, that's just how it goes. And I do believe in my dreams and I am a dream chaser and I forever will be. Uh, just the thought of a nine to five office job kills me, you know, to be honest. And I know it kills most of you guys and and, uh, you know, I really appreciate all the workers out there that do those tough jobs and, and um, you know, everybody has a role to play and, and nobody's more special than anybody else. Um, you know, if you have that office job and somebody else has a, is a movie star, it doesn't make that movie star more special than you. You know, every, every job is needed. Every role is needed to be played uh, in this game called life. So, yeah. But uh, that all being said, Fuck, being on the edge of financial turmoil and, you know, the fact that you can work your whole life and and, base, and not have enough money to retire, fuck, is that so real? You know, um, right now, the family emergency that I'm going through is um, my grandmother, the one, like, so basically I was raised by my mom and grandma, and that grandma that helped raise me, um, you know, she's getting older and she's had some, some health problems as of late and some pretty you know, intense life-threatening uh, health problems. And, you know, emotionally that's just been hard to deal with. But just in terms of this question and the financial stuff, it's like, 
you know, she never really kind of, you know, we were struggling to find the finances to kind of put her, give her the right treatment and all that stuff. And, th- and honestly, that's kind of like the, the biggest um, showcase of like, or like reminder that holy fuck, like if you're broke and shit goes wrong medically and you're, you have health problems, that's when, you know, life gets really fucking tough and you start to see like, holy shit, like, you know, um, it's just, it, the problem is never so real until you really, really need the help, but you can't afford it. You know, obviously America has terrible, terrible healthcare, uh, healthcare system. Um, that's just my opinion, but I really believe that it's just, uh, it's fucked up. Um, we pay a lot of taxes. We pay a lot of fucking taxes and don't even get me started on taxes, but (laughs) I'll get started on tax. Fucking, you know, the only two things guaranteed in life, death and taxes, man. We pay out the ass in taxes. I remember uh, I was getting paid um, at a $2,000 check out here in Oregon. And they took $700 out of that check in taxes. So I got $1,300 out of out of $2,000. And that to me, I was, I was mad for a week, ladies and gentlemen. I was mad because I was like, what the fuck? All the roads still suck. I never see like any improvements to our city structures. You know, I hardly do. It, it, you know, sure they're remodeling the Starbucks or they're remodeling the fucking Walmart or or whatever. But like the things that matter, the things that they they claim taxes are going to, I just haven't seen it. You know, and that's my personal opinion. And maybe I ain't paying enough attention, and maybe that's a dumb, uneducated opinion there. But it is my opinion. And uh, you know, so that being said, I just feel like the health healthcare system it could be done a lot better. We see a lot of countries that do. You know, free healthcare if you pay your taxes and all this other stuff. So I think there's directions to go in and, and, you know, we can get into a larger topic about politics and why the fuck that that's not happening if you want to. But I don't really do. So (laughs) I'll save that for a different show, different time. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just that feeling. It's it's literally, you know, I hear people like um, when they get successful, they, you know, a lot. uh, I've heard heard this a few times of people saying, you know, the biggest um difference that they feel is that you know they don't have to worry about money you know like that feeling must be so fucking nice i've never had that in my life you know i've 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 been broke i've been on the streets literally um and then i've i've also made a good lump sum of money and uh you know i it's just it it sucks that it's it's so important and so prevalent in today's society and in, in America that money without it you can't do shit and it's like you know people can say oh well that that's just a program to to make you work for your living and not be you know lazy and this and that but it's like dude I know people that work three jobs and can barely afford where they live you know what I mean it's 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 just it's not the way it used to be and I feel like um, people that are making decisions in this world, um, they don't see it because they haven't been on the ground level in a long time. You know, how are you going to know how the public is, the lower middle class is, if you're not spending time in the lower middle class? You know, I mean, there's not not to mention the homeless epidemic is uh, that especially got ramped up during the pandemic and, and whatnot. Like, it's just, you know, there's a lot of shit going on and it doesn't help that your fucking bills are due Um every month and and jobs are only paying you know i remember back in the day when you you know the minimum wage out here is i think like 12 13 bucks or whatever and it's like to make 12 and 13 dollars in the year 2009 was fucking pretty good you know what i mean it wasn't great you weren't gonna go out and live in a mansion or nothing but it was pretty fucking good you could at least pay for a you know a decent one-bedroom apartment 
and um and be good with a full-time job at $13 an hour, you know. Um but now it's just not the case. Now, you know, I'm I'm in a one-bedroom apartment in Springfield, Oregon and it's not fancy at all. It's probably 500 square feet if that. And uh, you know, it's fucking $1500 a month. And it's fucking crazy, you know? So um I get it, man. And you know, my only advice and, and thing to say there is just, you know, just stay strong. That's all, all you can do, you know, is just stay strong and um just just believe in yourself and 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 do what you feel in your heart that you would like to do and, and think of ways to make money that wouldn't depress you and make your life even harder. Um I'd say, you know, if you can, don't settle, you know, um weigh out your options. There's all kinds of programs um that you can take to get into a better financial situation and whatnot too. Um you know, this financial aid and whatnot for schooling and stuff like that. Um, I should honestly take advantage of a lot of these things um, that I'm listing out here. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things that is legitimately the uh, the most plaguing factor of my life. Like when I go down, when I lay my head down to rest, you know, you think about all the all the shit that's going on. You get too stoned and you start thinking about, oh, fuck, like you just the mountain that you got to climb. I mean, it's overwhelming sometimes, you know, like uh, this year, it's just been so uh, tough for me just in these last couple of months just with my grandmother and, and, you know, my son, I haven't seen my son in, in too long. And it's because of financial reasons. If I had the money, um, I'd be able to take care of grandma, take care of my boy. Um, and you know, I'd be in a lot better position than I am right now. And it just sucks that it's like, I don't have the intent of doing bad. And, um, you know, I have the intent, like if I had the money, I would be taking care of everybody. You know, I wouldn't be out there, buying new Jordans or buying a new sports car, living at mommy's house. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that stuff. Even if I had the money, I, you know, maybe I'd get a couple toys here and there. Honestly, I'd spend it all on music instruments to be, to be frank with you guys, just get like a good place to live and then set up like a good fucking, um, you know, make sure, but every, basically what I'm saying is, you know, it's like, I know the people out there struggling, they want to do good. And it's just so hard because life beats you down and inflation and all these things, foods, groceries going up, the rents going up, but you know, what's not going up workers pay. And that's what's bullshit. You know, they really is bullshit that, uh, that's not fucking, you know, they talk all the time. Oh, well, uh, you know, we're lowering the gas prices and blah, blah, blah. What about lowering the rents and, or raising the wages and stuff like that? Like, Oh, sure. Like, you know, you, you do a dollar here or it takes 50 cents every six months. You get raised until it gets up. Like, what the fuck, man? You know, there's people out here working their ass off for nothing. And it, it's, you know, that also, I guess my one of my things I would say is like, that's one of the big reasons I moved out to Oregon, too, is, you know, if you don't really if you can't afford where you're living, get out. You know, if you if you don't like where you're living or, you know, I, I've always said this. If you listen to any of my podcasts going back, um, I, I've always said, you know, make a move. Um, there's a great quote from a, a most deaf song or Yasin Bey or whatever the fuck his new name is or whatever, but it says cash rules everything around me move. And I love that, you know, it was a take on the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, cash rules everything around me, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all, you know. Um, but it's also, it says cash rules everything around me move. Like if that's the case, then just get the fuck out of there. You know, you can, don't say you can't. Don't say, oh, well, but, but, but my job, how am I get? There's jobs everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, I am living proof that you can do it. I literally moved somewhere without a home, was homeless, lived in a tent. Uh, it took me six months, but I got the first shitty job at a gas station deli, worked my ass off for in a, 
in a in the heat of the summer and I got myself an apartment and it's you know it's hard work it's not great to restart I don't like pressing especially now that I'm getting older I don't like pressing restart too much um, but if you have to you have to and and if you're thinking about it then just do it because why the, you know life's short man and don't waste your fucking time slaving away at, in some place you can't afford and, and you won't be able to afford you know like the, that money does carry in some other places you know and, and that isn't fucking sunshiny california <laughs> you know what i mean or even like cities or whatever you can move to the outskirts of the cities and stuff like that you know so i don't know just find your way through it is what i'm saying as best you can, you know, like I said, I, I understand that burden. It's a lot, a lot of fucking weight in your shoulders, you know. Uh, people don't understand it. They they really don't. People who don't struggle with money or uh, whatever, like all, all power to them. And, and all due respect, we're all trying to get to that point. So we all are kind of envious of the people that don't have to struggle with that. But, man, you know, have sympathy for your brothers and sisters out there struggling is all I'm saying. You know, if you're a person that is of means and you don't have to worry about that shit, congratulations. But don't put anybody down. That is struggling for that because, you know, um, this whole thing of like, oh, pick yourself up by the by your bootstraps and, and you know, work hard and you, you won't be in that situation. Like some of that is true, but some of it's like, dude, you don't know what the fuck's going on. And and, and um, you know, everybody's got a different struggle going on. So just don't, you know, just keep that in mind and don't put nobody down. And it's all be the change we wish to see in this world and, and all that good shit, you know. Um, but yeah, no, and I think after seeing my grandmother, you know, being as old as she is and, and none of her, um, none of my family can like really support her the way that she needs to be supported. It's just devastating. You know, it truly is devastating to see that happen and to, to, to see somebody love so much and not be able to help in the way that she needs. It's fucking it. I mean, fuck man. You know, like I've, it's hard not to like contemplate suicide to be honest you know all this stuff all the the mountain i look at the mountain i gotta climb to get to where i want to be is fucking daunting and let me tell you i've thought about just fucking letting go you know a few times this year i've thought about it you know and that's not enough to like where i'm never in, i'm not in danger necessarily of doing it or whatnot but i'm gonna be real and say yeah that's crossed my mind like you know this year has been pretty tough with all this shit and um you know it has its ups and downs i'm also like i'm not that's one thing too i'll suggest is like you know don't try not try your best as i do um try your best to just not focus on what you don't have and focus on what you do you know that helps a lot it's just like hey you know maybe i don't have maybe i can't afford you know these new shoes that i want or i can't afford to get to that concert like everybody else is or whatever um but you do have a door to lock. You do have your own bathroom. You do have your own private, uh, you know, apartment. Whatever it is, you have a car. Whatever it is, um, those are things to be grateful for, and don't take them for granted. You know, when I was homeless, that was the lesson I learned the most. Was like, holy shit! Like I would, you know, when I <laughs> went when going from being homeless and living in a tent, and then getting my apartment. Man, the fact that I, I you know, how many times I just I just opened and closed. Um, my room, like just just open and close and then lock the door. Like holy fuck, dude! Those little things that we all take for granted is just it's so it's it's it should not be basically what I'm trying to say. It's so important to just be appreciative of what you have right now and not focus too hard on what you don't have. All right, so little wild strawberry and fiend for me. I hope that helps you out and answers your question a little bit. Um, I know it's hard, boo boos. But, uh, but, you know, just keep, keep, 
keep on working, man. Keep on working and keep on and um, keep on keeping on. And like I said, if you don't fit in somewhere or if you can't make it somewhere, it's it's all good to press restart. And you can do it. Don't give me the list of excuses. You can do it. All right. Uh, it'll be hard and tough, but hey, life ain't easy, and it's it wasn't really supposed to be. You know, um, no, that's my opinion. But yeah, so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was that portion of this week's answer your questions or topic. I don't know fucking what I'm going to call this section, but I hope that helped you out a little bit. Um, I feel like I can go on and on about that finance stuff. I mean, you know, I don't really have the the, the right words to say, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I don't have the right words to say because I'm not financially successful yet. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think the keys are be grateful for what you have for right now and just keep working towards those goals, you know, make small goals for you guys already know you've seen the motivational videos, you've seen the fucking you read the Eckhart Tolle books or whatever the, the subtle art of not giving a fuck or whatever the fuck, um, you know, you all know what to do, write a journal, write your daily dreams, manifest this and positive thoughts that, <laughs> You know, I don't need to tell you that part, but I will say just, you know, keep on working and, and, and keep your head up and just try to fight through it, you know. But uh, I think a big thing that people don't say enough is if you don't like something, change it. And, you know, if you don't, if it's okay, again, with social media, like we're so wrapped up in comparing ourselves to others that it's just like, you know, maybe maybe instead of the two-bedroom apartment that you have that, that you don't even use the extra room or the extra rooms for storage or whatever, maybe you cut it down to one bedroom. Or maybe that one bedroom, cut it down to a studio and it's only temporary, but just do those kinds of things. Take those necessary steps to give yourself a better position with the money that you do have now. You know what I mean? And and don't care about being compared and don't care about being embarrassed about living in a closet or whatever it is. You know, you're doing what you're doing and, and uh, you know, everybody struggles different and, and um, everybody has a struggle. You know, we all struggle. Even the people that aren't struggling with finances, they got other shit they're struggling with. So that's my advice there and uh, i think that's all i'll say about that subject but uh yeah keep your heads up and uh keep doing what you're doing but all right so the next section of this show i forgot to tell you guys in the introduction that there will be new segments um but basically like i said i'm gonna uh merge the tunes in with the subjects and me talking it'll be a longer version of the podcast because i'm adding some stuff in there so this being the last few episodes of the podcast i'm gonna give you all i got all i got and uh yeah so basically the next section is called nerd alert and i'll tell you more about that after this song it is called uh i'll tell you that after never mind okay nerd alert coming up after this tune at the end of the rainbow there's happiness and to find you how often i've tried but my life is a race just a wild goose chase and my dreams have all been denied Why have I always been a failure? What can the reason be? I wonder if the world's to blame I wonder if it could be me
right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Alice Cooper when, with uh, I'm Always Chasing Rainbows um, and foreshadowing. Well, that actually fit with last <laughs> the topic of the questions this week also, but it's going to also, it is a foreshadow of this next section that I'm deeming nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd alert. Um, it's a new segment, um, basically a review portion of the show. Uh, it's kind of like a teaser into what I will be doing on the YouTube channel um, because this is kind of shit. The kind of shit that I will be getting into is like I want to break down in in depth reviews of certain movies and 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 music and games and whatever else I I, th- I think of or want to do. You know, I just want to do it, and I feel like YouTube's a platform where I can do all the things I want to do, and um, and you know, I'm gonna try that out and see how it goes. So, but yeah, what um, what I'm gonna do with it. This time around, it'll just be kind of a looser, more podcasty version of it. Um, but yeah, it's called Nerd Alert. It's my review portion of the show, and uh, that song is from one of the movies that I will be viewing today, and it's from Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. I just saw uh, last Thursday, so this Monday. Been about four days now. Uh, Holy shit, what a fucking movie. I'm sorry if you guys don't like Marvel movies or, you know, you don't like this portion of the show. It's my show, my way. Sorry, just uh, don't listen anymore. It's all good, you know what I mean? But <laughs> if you're still here, I appreciate you. And thanks for listening uh, this far in, and we're going to get right into it. So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 came out this year. Um, believe, what was it, May f- 6th, May 5th, May 6th, something like that? Um Written and directed by James Gunn, who I have just become a big fan of. Um, uh, I call this section Nerd Alert because I have a a hidden side of me, y'all. And maybe it's not so hidden if you know me, but if you don't know me, you wouldn't guess that I'm a fucking huge nerd, goddammit. And I love comic books and I love comic book movies. Um, Not all of them. There's some shitty ones, and I'll be honest about that. And, you know, I'm not not ever saying, like, you know, none of these movies are, like, Oscar-quality, you know, scripts or whatever. But they're good times, and especially, like, a person that loves going to the movies. I always have loved going to the movies. I've worked at movie theaters. I love going to the movies. I love the experience of being in, um, you know, a movie theater with a giant screen, seeing some kick-ass visuals, and and, uh, just having a good time, you know, getting your popcorn and whatever else, and just fucking... Movies are the shit, man, and and it's it's a dying art, unfortunately, and I don't think movie theaters will be around much longer, to be honest, and that's devastating to me. Um, but you know, I get it. It's, it's the streaming services are very easy of access, just like everything else in our lives, easy of access. And we choose that over, you know, the cool shit in my opinion, but whatever. Anyways, uh, that being said, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, was one of the Marvel franchises that I didn't know anything about going into it. I, I, I'm a, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a huge comic book guy, but I do read comics and I used to be a little bit more into it when I was younger, especially. And, uh, you know, I never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I've heard of, I've heard of Star Lord and Rocket Raccoon, um, and Adam Warlock growing up and stuff. But I never heard of like Gamora, Nebula, and all these other characters, Drax and stuff. And so when I watched the movie, I was blown away. I was like, "Holy shit!" First of all, banging soundtrack. For those of you who haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm sure you've heard the soundtrack, or you know, I've, I've heard you've probably heard people talk about it or whatever. And um, you know. I think anytime you put like certain songs and certain genres of songs in a movie, um, especially throughout their movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy movies one, two, and three, they all have booming soundtracks and they all have uh, great songs, legendary classic songs. 
And I think that that could be a divisive um, thing. You know, if you don't like that genre of music, you, you know, it might turn you off to the whole movie. But if you do, it's a good fucking time. Um, I personally believe that Guardians of the Galaxy is the greatest trilogy that Marvel has to offer at the moment. Um, you know, I, I put it right up there with fucking you know, the Captain America movies or the Thor movies, any of them, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the best. I think just the way that um, writer and director James Gunn has, has you know, his his mind, he's a, first of all, he's a comic book fiend, loves comic books, um, loves, you know, the nerd stuff and, and just, just stays true to it in a way where, you know, when today's technology, I mean, you could fucking make it look so spectacular and cool. Um, you know, the Guardians movies are basically Star Wars movies, you know, I mean, it, it's, you're in fucking, you're going to this planet, then you're going to that planet, you're fighting a person in space in this ship, and, you know, it's just fucking a good fucking time, and especially in theaters, you know, um, so if you like that kind of stuff, I definitely recommend it, um, it was a good time, this is like kind of the send-off, uh, for those of you who don't know, James Gunn has been hired to, um, so he's the director, writer and director of all three of the Guardians movies. He also did um, Suicide Squad for DC, um, and not the one with Will Smith that failed and was a horrible movie, but the good one with Idris Elba. It was fucking great. It, again, it kept that. Uh, he made that after Guardians uh, one and two, and you know it's kind of that same. You you could always tell it's a James Gunn movie just by the colors that the, that he uses and the soundtrack and the fucking the witty like comedy writing that he he puts in there. Um, he always makes it a good time and that's kind of how I feel like comic movies, comic book most comic comic book movies should be because it's you know there it re it it reads when you watch the movie you should feel like you're watching a or reading a comic book basically is what I'm trying to say and um, I think he does that the best out of all the comic book movie makers you know russo brothers and all those other guys like they do it great but james gunn just has that eye man and he knows what the people want now maybe if he you know we'll see because he just he just signed a deal with dc and he's the head of dc comic uh movies and shows now so that's great news if you're a dc fan um i myself love batman superman i like the justice league green lantern fucking um the flash of the shit uh, I'm very excited for the new Flash movie, uh, even though DC has just failed. You know, for those of you who know a little bit about the nerd world and DC versus Marvel stuff, um, DC Comics, Detective Comics, was is basically, like I said, the people who do uh, Superman, Batman, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, that's all DC. And, you know, they have a, a rivalry with Marvel, right? And Marvel just did such a great job. I think it's like 40-something movies now, and they all tie in together. They all lead to some point. I think the movies as of late, and maybe it's because of the pandemic and, and, and you know a few issues going on with uh, behind the scenes that we don't know about or what, but uh, it does seem like they kind of lost direction lately in like Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man that came out recently, and, and uh, Eternals, and, and a couple of these movies haven't been great. Lo Thor, Love and, Thor Love and Thunder was a little bit of a disappointment. You know, it's just... But for the most part, you know, I would say 90% of their movies are fucking hits. And they're at least, like, watchable, you know, where if you go to the DC side, you know, sure, the Dark Knight was great, and the Dark Knight series was great, you know, Batman Begins, the Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises, those are great movies, but they're standalone movies that are their its own thing, and what Marvel succeeds in is building this world, right, and that's kind of like what the comic books were, too, is like, you would read, uh, you know, a Spider-Man 
And all of a sudden, fucking Deadpool pops in. You're like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he tells you about this thing that's going on. And the next thing you know, there's the Punisher and all these other characters that you know and love. And they're, you're all, they're all in it together fighting this one thing. And it's like, you, it's basically, you know, it gives you the feeling that this world is alive and real. And, you know, these things are, they have consequences um, in these worlds. And it'll affect other characters and stuff and, and what we see from them. And DC is just, they've tried to do that with like the newer um they did that with Batman. They tried to do that with Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Aquaman, um, and now this Flash movie. And I gotta say, you know, Wonder Woman was pretty good. The 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 first one, I didn't see the second one. Um, and then Batman vs Superman was just the one of the biggest disappointments. You know, it was great to see. Like, you know, I walked out of there like, okay, that was all right. But when you just when you just had all of those Marvel movies, I mean, Avengers, fucking Infinity War, Endgame. You know, Spider-Man, fucking the new Spider-Man stuff that's going on. All these bangers, Doctor Strange, the Thor, uh, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. They're so fucking good that it's just like when you when you have these characters like Superman, Batman, and you make a movie like Batman vs. Superman, what the fuck? It should be amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to... Do you guys not like money? You know what I mean? Like, why aren't you... I know that there's people out there that are dying to write those movies and dying to fucking make those movies. Pick the... Do your due diligence and fucking, you know, pick the right people for the job and get it done the way it should be because otherwise you're letting all the fans down. And we have been let down as Batman, Superman, and DC fans. You know, it's it's been a long time coming for this. So for them to hire James Gunn as the head of that, I'm all about it. Um, but I give you that to tell you that, you know... That I think um, so. Guardians of the Galaxy three is basically the last one in the trilogy for James Gunn because he's now going to be focusing on DC comic comics and saving that world, as I just mentioned. Um, and you can kind of tell that. So a lot of shit has happened. I mean, I don't know if you got how up you guys are, are on uh, pop culture, but you know, James Gunn got fired from Disney, who owns Marvel, um, and be, I think it was right after Guardians of the Galaxy two. And or maybe in between that and three or whatever, but I feel like that has a lot to do with this movie. But I'll get into that in just a second. But yeah, so uh, he got fired for some old tweets, which is a story that's all too common nowadays. And ladies and gentlemen, I've I've read these tweets and whatnot, and I'm here to say I'm a little biased because I like his movies and whatever. But I don't think this guy's a bad guy at all, man. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know him, so I don't fucking know and whatever. But I just, you know, this whole cancel culture shit is just like. You know, at the end of the day, we got to protect our free speech and, and what you say online doesn't necessarily reflect who you are as a person and it shouldn't cost you your job, especially if you're fucking directing like big time, big time movies. Like, why would an old tweet from 10 years ago affect that? It's just mind boggling to me. You know, people are so sensitive. Go outside, find a hobby. God damn it. But anyways, they did fire um, uh, James Gunn a few years ago before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And that's when he went and did Suicide Squad. And I think the success of Suicide Squad, um, Marvel was like, well, fuck, dude. We got, who are we going to get to replace him to finish Guardians of the Galaxy 3? You know, you couldn't. You can't find anybody else that's going to do a better job. So they got him back, you know. And, and I think he apologized or whatever. So he did his due diligence of whatever the, the fucking system's requiring people to do now in order to get back in the limelight. But he did that. And uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 way too fucking long after uh, we needed to, but we got it. And boy, oh boy, is it a good fucking time. First of all, the soundtrack's amazing. Uh, it's a different tone of movie. The first two were like kind of action-packed, you know, fun, good times with the crew. 
This is more of like a send off saying goodbye, you know. So there's going to be some somber notes and some dark tones and stuff. But I think the way that he handled it um, without spoiling anything, because I'm going to try to do these reviews without spoilers. Um, I think when I do YouTube channel stuff, I'll probably add spoilers and give my in-depth real reviews or whatever. But these are just, you know, topics of interest for me to talk about and yap about, give you some more content in this podcast. But, yeah, that being said, um, without giving too much away, I – you know, I just think that the way he handled the dark tones and 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 still kept it fun and entertaining and and not too uh, not too anything. It wasn't too stale. wasn't The songs weren't. You know, it was it was just a great movie. You know, I would say it's probably um, in ranking one, two, and three. I would rank uh, this right up there with two, and one's right behind it. And that's not like you know, putting it down. I, like I said, I think these are the three best movies, um, trilogy that, that Marvel has to offer. So if you're in for it and listen, you can watch these movies without seeing any of the other ones. You know, I know it all ties in together and there's characters that blend into different movies and the Avengers, they all meet up and whatnot, but man, you can watch these movies just as standalones and they're a good fucking time. You know, if, if you're hanging out with a younger person and whatever, throw these on. I mean, fuck dude, they're just, it's, it's a great, great time. If you like action, if you like, uh, cool visuals. I mean, fuck, it was so pretty to look at. You know, it was so such a gorgeous movie, um, aesthetically speaking. That you know, it's worth it just for that, especially in the big screen. You know, and, and go see it in the big screen with the uh, you know, with your speakers blaring and whatnot. Like that's the way to see this one. Um, I highly recommend it. All right, moving on. Sorry for nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd alert. Anyways, we got two movies to review today. Um, the other movie, uh, <coughs> movie that I want to review is called Bo is Afraid. Now, this one is, uh, what do you call one of those art house films, uh, which I also really love. Again, I was an only child, y'all. Had a lot of time to myself, so uh, back in the day, I used to live next to a blockbuster, and I would just go up there, um, you know, by myself, and fucking, I would literally start at one end of the blockbuster and look at every single movie they had to rent until I found what I, you know, I'd, I'd narrow it down. I'd get like five at a time and I'd look at them all. Okay, which ones do I want? Which ones? And I wouldn't, you know, I didn't really care about uh, which ones are popular or not. So I've, I love, like, I fell in love with, you know, independent cinema and art house films and, you know, foreign films, a lot of great foreign films, Korean films, uh, Japanese films. Japanese uh, directors are great and, and so are Koreans and, and, um, independent directors and whatnot but they're you know these types of movies are movies that kind of like they're not your typical john wick four or your guardians of the galaxy or you know um hollywood movies you know they deal they usually deal with certain topics that um i guess the mainstream uh media and the mainstream populace uh don't always enjoy or uh, will watch you know these movies aren't making millions and millions of dollars they you know they do all right i think this one will do all right because uh it stars Joaquin Phoenix, and he's a huge star, so I, that'll draw some, you know, some eyeballs there. Um, but I, you know, it's not going to make the money that Guardians of the Galaxy three does, or fucking, um, what just can't Super Mario Brothers, or any of those things, you know. Uh, but I don't think they make uh, these movies with those intent, anyways. It's just to tell a good story, and by golly, they did. Let me tell you, Boba is afraid. I would say is one of the most original movies I've ever seen. Um, the director Ari Aster, he's the director behind Hereditary and Midsummer, uh, which are both good movies. I really, really enjoy Hereditary. Um, I think that 
it suffers from this thing that I fucking hate it when they do it uh, to horror movies where they say, oh, this is the scariest fucking shit you've ever fucking seen. Scariest movie since The Exorcist and blah, 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 blah. I hate when they hype it up that much because then you go into it with those expectations. And if it's not at that scary, then you're left disappointed. And that's how I left Hereditary. But what I when I saw it again or if I when I reflected on it more, I was like, you know what? I really enjoyed that story, though. You know, I love the story. For those of you who haven't seen Hereditary, I recommend it if you like uh, horror movies. It's it's a great story. It's not that scary. It's just a good story about, like, demons and, like, you know, um, yeah. I won't say more without spoiling it, but I, I think he does a good job there. And it's like, you know, he, his his movies all have, like, a tone of, like, you know, realness. Like, a lot of art house films and independent films, that uh, you know, it's down-to-earth kind of... Um, you know, it's got this realness element to it, not like a Hollywood production movie. I don't know how else to explain that, but uh, if you've seen Hereditary or Midsummer, it's got that tone, you know, that like uh, the art house cinema tone. I don't know how else to explain that, but um, Midsummer was good. I didn't like it as much as Hereditary. I think that sometimes uh, with these art house films and with everything in life, you know, people who um, are weird. Like, I don't know if Ari Aster is weird, but people who want to be weird, sometimes they try too hard to be, and that can show in what they make or create, you know, if, like, you're trying to be experimental. Like, what's a good um, example of that in music? Like, um, I don't know. Like, if you could think of, like, your favorite artist or whatever, and then maybe they tried an album and tried to sound different um, on that album, but it just didn't fit right. Like, it's kind of like that feeling where you're like, ah, like, it just misses, you know. And Midsummer was good, but I feel like it missed for me. Uh, just personally, but I thought Hereditary was really good, and uh, Midsummer is not a bad movie by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But you know, it just didn't hit the way Hereditary did for me. Um, so that being said, though, Bo is afraid. Man, it's three hours long. First of all, so heads up there. Um, this one I wouldn't say you have to see in theaters, but like I said, to support your theaters and make sure those things don't go out of business because you'll miss them when they're gone, ladies and gentlemen. You fucking will, all right? Fuck COVID, you know, whether or not you think it was real or it wasn't real or get vaccinated, not vaccinated, that's not an excuse not to go out in public and fucking and go see a movie, God damn it. It's such a good experience and, you know, there's not all... You know, I go on Tuesdays. If you go, if you guys got a Cinemark nearby, Tuesdays is Discount Movie Tuesday, and it's five dollars to get in. So don't even complain about the movie tickets. You know what I mean? There's there's ways around that, but um, but I understand. You know what I mean? It's hard to find the time and the the finances and stuff like that. To get, I mean, we just talked about the finances uh, situation earlier in the question segment. But that being said, if you can try to support your movies in the movie theaters, but I don't think this one's a must see in the theater. That being said, like Guardians is, um, but it was such a fucking out there goddamn movie, but yet such a um, an in there <laughs> kind of theme. And it's basically, uh, you know, it's called Bo is Afraid, and Joaquin Phoenix plays Bo. And it's basically about a man who's riddled with crippling anxiety and delusions of um, anxious things and whatnot. And, and it's just a... It's like Ari Aster, the director, his take on um, just kind of like what it's you you get thrown basically in you're looking through the eyes of Joaquin Phoenix as we're watching the movie and and you're kind of like exposed to what a person that's riddled with those types of demons you know that that has those anxiety 
you know, problems and, and, and whatnot. And by the way, I don't think anxiety is a problem necessarily. I think that there, you know, there's balance to everything. I think anxiety is, is, is necessary for us to go as humans. It, it, it like, I think it's beneficial in many ways, but I think, you know, as with anything it, in uh, moderation, you know, if you let your mind wander too much and you, and, or if you can't control it, I, I know my mom struggles with an anxiety disorder, so I know it's not, um, all good but it's not all bad either and and anyways but this guy has the bad version of anxiety where he's just you know so scared you know that's what the movie's called Bo is afraid to do anything and like you kind of see you know he's walking around uh his city and it's like just fucking people chasing him and people getting stabbed and just like every fear that you kind of have when you go outside like for me I have a I struggle with being social and, and then anti-social and I have like kind of both sides to me but a lot of times when I'm being anti-social I'll just think like fuck like what if you know what if i go downtown and like i don't have my knife on me and somebody tries to rob me and shit like what if those homeless people get crazy and what you know all these things that you think of that'll never fucking happen or maybe not never i'll knock on wood um but all those types of things like you you see them visually through the eyes of joaquin phoenix's character and i think it's just handled so well and you know it's fucking out there let me tell you all right i won't say if I were to rate it one through ten, I'd give it like a seven five, like a seven point five out of ten um, stars. It's it's if you're like if you like art house style films and you like those out there kind of uh, movies, then go see this movie for sure. It's and it definitely has a great message in my opinion, and um, it's worth a watch, especially for the performances. I mean, um, I wrote down some notes, notable cast. It's you know obviously Joaquin Phoenix. Um, Patty Lapone Lep- is how you say her name. She plays his mom, and I haven't really seen her in much. I looked it up; she's not in really anything notable that we would know her from. But she she did a great job as as his mom. Um, Parker Posey, uh, who we've seen in a few different things. Let me if I can Google it really quick. I think I still have it up. Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, I'll skip her for now while I look this up real quick. But. Uh, also, who's in it is Amy Ryan, who plays Holly in The Office. And uh, she's also in a bunch of other movies, but she's she did really good. Every every actor that was in this was just fucking amazing. It was very well written, I think. Um, again, he has that tone that it's pretty signature to his movies, Hereditary and Midsummer, where it's like something's off here, but you don't really know. And it, it you kind of don't know what is real and what's not real. And he blends the lines. Or he blurs the lines there really well in my opinion um there's a few moments where it goes a little fucking out too out there for me but you know it is what it is and i think it's it's uh definitely worth a watch regardless of those things um bo is afraid i think is uh, let's see Mm, yeah it's one of my top movies of the year um so is gardens galaxy 3 so i've been i've been having a treat you know i'll find a uh, i want to do some some negative reviews too, so I'll find. You know, I'm sure there'll be a movie that I watch soon that I don't really love. Um, but those two movies I've seen recently, and those were great movies, and I hope those you guys enjoyed those reviews. Uh, like I said, it's a little preview to like what I'll be doing on the YouTube channel. Is I'll basically be going a little bit more in depth, and I'll have like there I could like you know put clips up, and you can see like you know what I mean when I when I give the examples of of certain things and whatnot. I think it's just a good. I, I, I don't know. I'm excited to try it, and we'll see what happens. Maybe I try it, and I hate it, and I don't like doing it, and I come back to this. We don't know. You know what I mean? But uh, um, I'm just you know, trying to expand, trying to grow as a person, and and, uh, and see what's, what's best always. So that's what I'm going to do. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to play another tune before I get into 
another nerd alert review and this time we got two video game reviews um so yeah hope you enjoy um and this song is called freya by the sword and it is also foreshadowing for these two games i will review (laughs) so anyways see you after this tune
Ladies and gentlemen, god damn. Remember I mentioned music might be def- divisive, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily love hard rock, but uh, god damn that tune kicks ass, in my opinion. Um, and that's what we used to do here at the Sage Mixtape. It's not Sage Mixtape this time around, but like I said, we're joining the two. So uh, what I used to do, like I said, is I try to like blend the genres and just give you kick-ass tunes from different genres. And, you know, I'm sorry if you don't like it, but oh well. Anyways, that was... Freya by the sword and like I said it's a little foreshadowing to what I'm about to talk about right now because the game I'm going to review right now I know I'm a little late to the game and it's been out for a while um, maybe a few months but uh, God of War Ragnarok who Freya is actually one of the main characters in Um, for those of you that are into like Norse mythology um, and you know Odin and Thor and Loki and all those guys those are all a part of the God of War um, the newer God of War God of War 28 2016, 2018, and then this God of War Ragnarok that came out in 2022. Um, it's made by Santa Monica Studios. Uh, I like what they've been putting out. Obviously, they put out all the God of Wars from back in the day and then these new ones. Um, and they also did, I think they're affiliates with the people who did Ghost of Tsushima, which I thought was fucking another brilliant game if you haven't played it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, these are just things that I'm interested in. You know, I love movies, music, and games, and, and a, a couple other things that I might uh, bring in here. I read a lot, too, so I might do some book reviews and whatnot, um, but I'm a slow reader, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to kind of, you know, I feel like talking about them, so I'm going to talk about them, and you never know. I might have a games channel one day. I might have a movie channel one day. I might have whatever. But uh, but yeah, these are on my mind, and I want to speak about them, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok, what a fucking game, first of all. Um, let me just say, when I back in the day, right, so, um, you know, there's this whole, for those of you who don't know or don't play video games, like there's, a, you know, there's PlayStation, and then that makes certain games, and then Xbox, and that makes certain games, and Nintendo, that makes certain games. And there's some other smaller companies out there, and some other, you know, there's the Steam Deck, and other, you know, the PC world is, is a different world too, but um, basically there's a bit of a rivalry between, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, and Nintendo, really, but, you know, there's certain games that only come out for, they're called PlayStation exclusives, or Xbox exclusive, or Nintendo exclusive, and God of War was always a PlayStation exclusive. I grew up with PlayStations, I can tell you the stories about, you know, again, being an only child, um, I, you know, I didn't really have, I didn't have brothers and sisters, obviously, so, what I did have was a video game console from a very early age, and that kind of helped me, you know, I did have, like, friends growing up, I wasn't always alone in my room, like, you know, I wasn't a homeschool kid, I mean, actually, I did do homeschool for a few years, but, you know, I had a lot of friends and a social life, but I still, you know, when you're at home on certain days, you, you spend a lot of time, I spent a lot of time in my room, you know, and playing games, or listening to music, or watching shows and movies and stuff, so, these are the things that I've become passionate about still today, um, it's something that I don't feel like growing out of, you know, obviously, again, moderation is key you don't want to waste too much time on certain things but uh i don't think a lot of uh, you know depends on how long you're playing them and whatnot but i don't think a lot of these things are are a waste of times in my opinion like the stories that are told today through video games and i'll get into it with god of war here um but you know they're they're incredible stories and they take a lot out of you they're very challenging mentally taxing and they have great stories and i think it's worth it if you like that kind of stuff in my opinion and I don't think that I hate the narrative that you have to grow up and grow out of things that you loved as a kid. I mean, sure, if those things are detrimental to you, then, yeah, you should probably change that. But, I mean, um, you know, 
I don't see anything wrong with with enjoying comic books and and video games and and uh, you know whatever it is, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, all those things. Like, do what do whatever makes you fucking happy and fuck the rest, basically, right? All right. Um, that being said, God of War Ragnarok, holy shit, man! I mean, so I brought all that up, the PlayStation exclusive stuff, to say that God of War has always been a PlayStation exclusive. I grew up with Playstations um, one, two, three. I've had them all, three, four, and five. I know it sounds spoiled. Sorry, I know. Well, I thought you didn't have money, no family means. Mama always somehow brought me to PlayStation for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? She she worked hard. We didn't, I didn't. I wasn't always like dirt poor. You know, I, I would say I'm like middle class, lower middle class growing up. Um, so we could afford certain things and, and video games was always prioritized. Again, I didn't have brothers and sisters either to like the, my, my mom didn't have anybody but me to give gifts to. So I kind of lucked out there, but, uh, but yeah, I always had a PlayStation growing up. I did get a Xbox and became an Xbox fan when Halo came out. I think a lot of you uh, can relate to that. Um, Halo changed the game. It was such a fucking great game and I had to buy the console. So I bought an Xbox and then I never had an Xbox 360, but the homie Joey did. And, uh, damn, Joe, you're just popping up everywhere in this goddamn episode. But anyway, shout out to you, buddy boy. Anyways, uh, you know, I was always more of a PlayStation guy until Xbox One, PlayStation 4 came out. And Joey, again, uh, bought an Xbox. And I was like, well, fuck, he's the main guy I play with. I might as well just buy an Xbox 2 instead of a PlayStation 4 first. And again, I'm I'm not from a family of means, so I can only get one at a time, like once a year or like once every couple of years, I can get a new game console. You know, that was back in the day when I wasn't working for a living. But even now, working for a living, it's still like they're fucking expensive. You know, I just got a PlayStation Five, and it's five hundred dollars, man. Fuck. And the games are seventy and shit. Oh Jesus, they're only going up. But hey, you know, there's certain games that are worth it, and I think this one is worth it, ladies and gentlemen. God of War Ragnarok is a ten out of ten. Uh, it won Game of the Year, I think, last year, and a lot of different. Uh, you know media platforms a little you know there's a huge gaming community on youtube and online and stuff like that and a lot of different channels gave uh, god of war ragnarok game of the year they also gave god of war the one before so this is a sequel so basically okay let me tell you the story all right so god of war was always a playstation exclusive and it was a fun time you were um the son of zeus it wasn't north norse mythology it was greek mythology and so you are um a son of Zeus and like, you know, you fight those gods like Ares and Hermes and and Hades and, and um, you know, Zeus and uh, Aphrodite, people like that. Um, you would you're basically like an action hero named Kratos. And it's this really awesome story um, and really awesome action packed games. Um, but the, they kind of got a little stale after a while. Right. God of War three was amazing. And then they released something called like God of War Extension and it was all right. It wasn't great. Um and then we haven't heard from those guys, Santa Monica Studios or God of War or Kratos in years. I think it was probably like maybe 10 years. Uh I think it, yeah, it was about 10 years till they put out this new one, newer one that they put out in 2018, um God of War titled. And it was basically a revamp. And you know, this is whole I was watching looking back and and watching um you know, when they first announced it at the E3 with the symphony behind it, nobody knew it was coming. And then all of a sudden you see Kratos pop out of the shadow um, and he's got a son now. And he's like, he's just in a different world. And you don't know if it's like a new, new Kratos or if this is the Kratos of old. You don't know anything. And so it was really exciting. And it was like a different way of playing too. Like it wasn't so 
you know, um, the old God of War games were like button mashy. You would just press like triangle, triangle, triangle for like heavy attacks and square for light attacks or whatever. Let's get too nerdy and in the weeds there for you guys that don't play games. But basically it was just like something you could pick up and you get cool weapons and you just like rack up like kills, you know, you get swarmed by enemies and you just use your things to fucking and you still do that in these new ones. But it's the way that they, you know, with the new technology that they had and it had it been 10 years since they did a did one before the graphic level stepped up, stepped up. I mean, the graphics in God of War and God of War Ragnarok are just fucking top notch. I mean, I was playing God of War on, on um, uh, my PlayStation 5 that I just recently gotten. And holy fuck, it looks good. Uh, but yeah, it was just like a slower pace, more narrative driven, and just like down to earth, but like still fun. And, and you're still the God of War. You still have, you have this awesome like uh, Leviathan axe, which if you guys know anything about Norse mythology, that's a uh, very popular um, weapon. And famous weapon uh, that they use that uh, Kratos uses. Um, the story was great. Uh, I mean, it was just it was fucking ten out of ten. And then, you know, they recently put out God of War Ragnarok, and uh, I waited until I got a PlayStation to play it. So that's why I just recently played it. I just recently got a PlayStation Five. Um, but gosh, I mean, I I I'm here to say it. I know this is you know I'm, I'm repeating a lot of of the review stuff that I heard, so I'm not gonna take credit for being the first guy to say this, but I will say that Kratos is one, is probably the greatest character in video games, period. I think that his story arc and the shit that he goes through um, and and where this story takes you and then in God of War, the, you know, 2018 and this one having a son and the son's growing up and your relationship as a father um, with him. I mean, I have a son, so, you know, it hit me there pretty hard and it's just like, you know, just such a fucking good game and it's one of those things where it's like yeah these are why i love games and these are why i don't think they're a waste of time because i you know what i could spend my time watching a netflix show or i could play a game it gives me the same like you know it doesn't give me the same stuff but it's like it's it's the same quality of story in my opinion than that as a good like hbo max fucking show you know like the last of us that everyone's so up on it came from a video game and that game honestly was better than the show is i mean i love the show don't get me wrong but i think those emotional and joey <laughs> bring you up again those he put it good too where like those emotional moments um hit different when you're actually playing the game as a instead of seeing um it on a show you know uh but Fuck, man. And actually, there's going to be a God of War show, too, coming. Um, I think Amazon's doing that. They said they're going to give it the same love and care that, um, you know, Last of Us got, which is good news because they just totally, again, I always say, like I said it earlier, if you got a popular IP, right, or a popular subject like like Star Wars or Batman or fucking God of War or The Last of Us, these popular games or these things that people really, truly love, not just like, not just like, oh, it's a good game, we'll play it, like, you know, People love this shit. I personally love it. And uh, I love The Last of Us too. And um, to see that be handled with care. And they gave the money to the right people, it looks like. They gave, you know, the right writers. It just to do it right, that's the way it should be done, man. I don't understand why we haven't had a fucking good Dragon Ball Z movie. I'm, I don't understand what happened to the last three Star Wars movies. It's like, what the fuck, man? You have the biggest, you know main attraction that everybody wants to see and you just fucking shit the bed you don't have a plan you're not you're not out there looking for right 
it's just mind-boggling to me that when that happens. But so stay stay tuned for that God of War show. If you don't like playing games, I really highly highly recommend. Hopefully, the show's done good because the story arc of Kratos is fucking hands down the best in video games. I mean, I can't think of another one. Mario, no, nah, sorry. I mean, it's great. the The movie was actually pretty good. Um, but no, the story arc is not there. If you, who else are you gonna bring up? Yeah, uh, um, fuck, I don't even know, man. Yeah, what, uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, maybe, but nah, nah, dude. The, the shit that that Kratos goes through and the and how emotionally invested you are into those characters and into Kratos, it's just it hits on a different level that I don't think I've ever experienced in video games, hands down. So yeah, 10 out of 10, game of the year last year, um, just played it, Go if you haven't played it, which you probably have, but if you haven't and you're waiting to think, oh, should I play it, definitely do it, definitely do it. Alright, we got two games on the menu though, um, the other game that I just played, I've been spoiled, ladies and gentlemen, went from God, God of War Ragnarok and then Jedi Survivor just came out, um, so back to the Star Wars topic, the one thing, or the couple things that I think that Star Wars is doing right, and that Disney's doing right with Star Wars better, um, is the shows on Disney Plus? I fucking loved um, Mandalore season one, two, three was a little stale for me. Um, I don't think they're like as good as The Last of Us was or things like that, but they're pretty good, you know. And I, I really like what they're doing in, in the Mandalore world. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett was okay. They started to kind of, you know, I don't know. I feel like they could have did that way better, uh, but I did love the shit <laughs> when the Mandalorian joined in. Um, Cause I love that character so much, and just his story arc is great. And bringing back like certain um, well-known characters from the past was spo- without spoiling it. It was it was awesome. Uh, and I, dude, if you guys haven't, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Andor, drop everything, stop this podcast, pull over, whatever the fuck you're doing, and start watching Andor. Holy shit! I would I did not. So Star Wars, Disney bought Star Wars. I'm gonna keep this short, sorry guys, but it's my podcast, my show, my way. Uh, so feel like it hopefully if you guys are still here it's an hour 31 minutes in i gotten into the nerd talk uh if you're still here i fucking love you all right write to me and tell me you're still listening at an hour 31 hit me up on at the burning at the underscore burning underscore sage or you can just write the burning sage and it'll pop up um or hit me up uh yeah just do it there anyways fucking let me know you're still listening because god damn it i love you guys who are still here listening to me fucking being a nerd um but yeah so where was i oh yeah disney acquired star wars they put out the three new movies we had the force awakens last jedi and uh rise of skywalker and say what you will about them they're okay films i personally loved uh the last jedi uh the most which is a very controversial thing to say uh people either love it or hate it and i mean it's one of the two it's one of those things that's like super divisive they kind of went a little bit more um, nerdy to stay on the nerd word um, with it and kind of like dug into the lore of like the where was Luke. And I mean, without spoiling it, I, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I think aesthetically speaking, it was the best looking Star Wars movie besides Last Jedi. Last Jedi and, and uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker had moments in it that just like my little nerd heart, my little Star Wars fan heart was just, you know, I had a huge, huge boner the entire time watching it. Uh, aesthetically speaking. The story of Rise of Skywalker is, is a different topic for a different day, but let's just say I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, then Disney planned to do... You could just tell that Disney, again, they didn't have a plan. 
They just wanted to put out Star Wars movies because they knew they were going to make a bunch of money, and they just spent a bunch of money acquiring the IP, so they just rushed these fucking films out. They had no idea what they were doing, and it showed. And I think that's happening uh, with a lot of these things that we know and love. Um, but Disney Plus came around, and now there's these shows. Marvel has has great shows. I mean, WandaVision was great. Loki was great. Uh, fucking Falcon and Soldier, I watched a little bit of that. That one's like the, my least favorite, but Hawkeye was fucking great. Uh, Miss Marvel, out of nowhere, like was amazing. I fucking love that show. Uh, shout out to Kamala Khan. Holy shit, I had no idea I would even care about this person or yet alone have such a good time watching the show. But if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you want some new show, uh, Rex, there there you go if you like that kind of shit. Um, She-Hulk was great. Uh, but on the Star Wars end, you had Mandalorian, you have Andor, you have uh, Book of Boba Fett, you have um, The Bad Batch, which actually is really good if you can handle animations and stuff. I know, like, oh, I'm an adult. I can't watch anything animated. Yeah, well, fuck, whatever. Um, But if you can and you you like that kind of stuff, The Bad Batch is excellent. Um, But Andor just blew me away, man. Just fucking go watch that. They're making season two. So, oh, and that's what I was going to get to, too. It's like, so they also, Disney also put out a couple side movies, which I love that they're doing. They're calling them Star Wars Stories. Um, This is old news, too. I'm sure you guys know this shit, but I'm just in the mood to rant about it. Uh, (laughs) Hence, you know, me recording myself, and this is called The Burning Sage, and I Am Sage, and all this other stuff, right? Can't shut the fuck up. Now you guys see it. Anyways. they have these two. They had a couple movies come out, and I and I know they're gonna keep doing stuff like this, but they've slowed down because they want to make a plan, which I like that. I hate it as a fan because that means I gotta wait longer. But hopefully, they're doing their due diligence this time and making that shit good because there ain't no way. There is no reason to make a bad Star Wars movie. There is so many people out there, so many famous people, so many uh, brilliant writers, directors, actors, all the shit that would love to be a part of that. So there's no excuses really. And you're Disney, so it's not like you don't have the budget. Anyways. Um, but they put out these couple of Star Wars uh, side stories, and one of the movies was called uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and then you had Solo, and I think that's all we have for now. Yeah, those are the only two Star Wars movies that we have now. Oh, and then they also have the Obi-Wan series on Disney+, Plus, which was okay. It was pretty good. I had high hopes for it. I think, you know, I think there was a couple episodes that were gold and a couple episodes that were shit. That's that's what I'll say about the Obi One thing. But there were some moments in that show that I was definitely, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's worth watch. Uh, that being said, my favorite, one of my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, and I'm talking, you know, old trilogy, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Re- Return of the Jedi of all time, Rogue One might be in the top fucking three, top five, maybe number one. Every time I watch that, it's just so fucking good. Such a good movie. Um, so you know i don't know it was just incredible in my opinion it was about the story it's like a side story right but it's about like the rebels you know you the main movies are all focused on the jedi stuff and that's one thing people love about star wars is that the world's so flushed out and there's all these different side narratives of like the clones and the clone wars and the fucking bounty hunters and the mandalorians and the um the rebels and the the empire the new order and the jedis and all there's all these different like factions and different societies and cultures and stuff and um this movie Rogue One was about the plans that needed to be required, needed to be acquired in order to find a weakness in the Death Star. Which you know, if you've seen the old Star Wars movies, it was a, it basically takes place right before the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, which is technically Episode Four, but whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Like the first Star Wars movie to ever come out was called A New Hope, and it's got Luke Skywalker and fuck, you know that. Um, 
But in that movie, they go and, um, you know, they're being threatened by the Death Star and they find a way to, to, to get to this one weakness and uh, blow it up. And this movie, Rogue One, is about how they got those plans. Now, it sounds, well, okay, that could be a movie, a Kridna, or like, I don't know, why would we care about that? Well, shit, this movie made you care about it. I mean, the just to, you're in there with the Rebels, and um, you're in there with these, 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 some of the characters you've heard before, some of them you haven't, and it was just a good time, a great story, great uh, pace to it, uh, awesome action movie. I definitely highly recommend it, and that's one you could watch without seeing any of the Star Wars movies. Um, and it was it was cool to see characters in it that weren't Jedi's and didn't have all these special powers and stuff. And it was more down to earth, like you know, it's just people that were like carrying out activist missions, you know, against the the tyranny of the Empire. You know what I mean? So it was just cool. And um, Andor comes in out of nowhere and fucking just makes a show about those rebels. And it, I mean, it was like fuck, dare I say, Game of Thrones quality drama. I mean, shit, it was so fucking good. I can't. I think that's probably the best show. That's the best show I've seen. Um, well, I won't say I won't make that <laughs> fucking statement because I've seen some good shows, but it's such a good fucking show. It's definitely one of the best shows of the year. Uh, I think it came out last year, so the best shows of last year. I mean, it was so fucking good. I can't speak highly enough about it. But um, all of that to say that uh, they also Disney has also nailed it by uh, this video game that came out i think like six years ago five six years ago and it was called uh jedi fallen order um obviously when disney bought star wars like i mentioned they had all these plans but not really planned as far as story arc but just plans to put out a bunch of content and one of the avenues that they're trying to go down is video games and we got a couple games battlefront um and whatever there's a couple like side games but we've never had like you know we have knights of the old republic um which was a great game, and, and um, Nice Little Old Republic 2, Kotar 2, uh, was a great game, but there wasn't, there's never really been a game, and you would think, right, like, Star Wars would be the perfect fucking video game, especially if you're a Jedi or something, like, you got a lightsaber, you're fucking running around, fucking, there's all kinds, of using the Force, that must be so fun. Well, unfortunately, like I said, when you have people that are in higher-ups and they don't know that world, they just think, okay, well, we'll just hire... You know, how much does it cost to hire those devs? Nah, we'll just do We'll hire these devs and, and get them to do it, and it'll be fine. People will buy it. And that's, unfortunately, the way these people think because, you know, they're just business people. They don't, they're not thinking creatively or whatnot. They're just in charge of making the most money. And I hear you, but unfortunately, when you're dealing with something like Star Wars and you're dealing with something uh, like God of War or something with a big, big following and people really, really, truly care about it, I mean, how many fucking Star Wars nerds do you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, it's just, you can't fuck it up, um, until we lose faith or there's riots and all this other shit, right? So anyways, um, one of the avenues they wanted to go down was in video games and, you know, like I mentioned before with today's technology and stuff, it not only affecting movies and making movies brilliant to see, especially a movie like a Star Wars movie or a Guardians of the Galaxy or John Wick or some of these movies that are just so visually stunning, you know, it, it's such a treat with the technology we have today's, um, to see all these things come to fruition, but in video games as well. I mean, the PlayStation 5 and, and the new Xbox are basically computers. They're such powerful machines that when you're playing these games, man, you're like, holy fuck. Like, I remember playing... You look back on footage of, of games you thought were, like, good graphics or whatever. Like, Grand Theft Auto 3 was like, oh, these such good graphics. Or Red Dead Redemption 1. I remember thinking it was such good graphics. And it, it is good graphics for the time. 
But you put that next to Red Redemption 2 nowadays, you're like, what the fuck? But yeah, these games are just getting so um, so fun and so uh, pretty that it's just, you know, if, if with the news of the new Star Wars games coming out, we were very skeptical as Star Wars fans, but very um, um, excited to play, you know, because it's like, fuck, hopefully it's a good one. And ladies and gentlemen, Jedi Fallen Order came out. And it was a fucking great one. It's by the it's by Respawn Entertainment, and uh, they are the people behind Titanfall and Apex Legends. Um, Titanfall was a great game, underrated game, um, and Apex Legends is a great battle royale game. And anyways, it's it's just like the first fucking Star Wars game that was actually amazing in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's just I mean besides Kotar, people love their Kotar. I get it, but like. This is like a first, it's like a, it's like God of War, single player narrative, like, you know, action, um, RPG, and, but you're, you're a young Jedi, it's got its own story, and what they did with the story was the most surprising thing. The, the gameplay itself was so, they nailed it. I, when you, like, are swinging that lightsaber around and using the force, you really fucking feel like a Jedi. Like, I don't know, man. I know it sounds super weird and super nerdy and super gay, but this is the Nerd Alert, and this is my own podcast, and I am super gay and super nerdy. Um, so there you go. But fuck, man. I can't say enough about how fun these games are to just to play. Even if you don't do any of the story missions or whatever, you just run around swinging your lightsaber. It's such a good time. And uh, anyways, with that great success of that Jedi Fallen Order, they just recently put out their sequel to that, um, Jedi Survivor. and you know, like I said, the gameplay was great in the first, but the story was magical, man. It was such a good story in the first one that I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Because, you know, one of the things Star Wars fans do- does have in terms of good story, if, if they're not getting it in, in the movies or the shows, um, is, is there's tons and tons of Star Wars novels with awesome stories. I mean, great, great stories in there in, in those novels. And people love those novels. Um, well, Jedi Survivor is another great Star Wars story that we, you know, none of the characters, there's a few people that we know uh, without spoiling the game or whatever that we've seen in other Star Wars stuff that'll be in it. But these are all brand new characters that that have a role to play. And it's just fucking so fun and so good. And the story of this one, Jedi Survivor, I was a little nervous, little, little nervous to see what's going on. It is riddled with um, a lot of bugs. Um it only crashed on me twice uh, throughout playing it. I have uh, beaten it as of yesterday, and um, it crashed twice where I literally had to just you know restart my PlayStation, and um, that's troublesome and that's unfortunate. And there's a big, big controversy right now on how new games um, are coming out with all these bugs, and I think it is unfortunate because it 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 hurts the it hurts the reputation of the game, and unfortunately, like you know. A lot of people won't play this because they're afraid of the bugs or whatever, right? But I just think, you know, they they always patch it. They always have updates and whatnot. Fucking try it, man. If you if you want to have a good time, you're looking for something to just get lost in, it's such a good world that they built in Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order um, that it's worth a play. And especially if you like Star Wars, it's fucking awesome, man. And it's not like... You know, it's not too kiddy. It's not too adult either. It's 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 just fun. It's good. It fucking feels Star Warsy. It's everything you know and love about Star Wars. If you know and love Star Wars, that's what I'll say. But yeah, that's all I'll say about that. We're getting a little long in the tooth. We're getting a little long in the tooth, ladies and gentlemen. But um, but yeah, I hope you appreciated. Um, 
and all that that I had for you today. Um, as you can see, we are at a, an hour 45. Holy shit. So that's way longer than I usually go, but I'm happy to do it for you guys. And, um, you know, like I said, this is kind of th these are the final days of this 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 uh, podcast here that I've been doing. Um, not necessarily forever. And uh, I only mean that in terms of like I'm going to transition into a different thing, which I mentioned before. And you already know the YouTube stuff. Uh, but these are going to be the last few episodes. I don't know how many. I don't. I'm not ready to give a date yet. Uh, but like I said, I will recommit to doing one a week and putting these out. And uh, I'm going to do it my way, my show, my way. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play the tunes I want to play. I'm going to answer the questions. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And you know, not really worry about whether or not you guys want to hear it. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, you know. And I appreciate, like, like I said, anybody that's still here right now. Just, just fucking pat yourself on the back and just, just pretend it's my hand patting you on the back, you know. Or get stick out your hand for a handshake and I'm shaking your hand, you know what I mean? Or even like I'm grabbing your, I'm grabbing your palm right now and I'm kissing the back of your hand, you know what I'm saying? Like a gentleman does to the ladies. Um, sincerely, I appreciate it. You know, um, it, it means the world to me. I'm hoping that one day these become financially prosperous, and I'm hoping one day I could, I can do something with this stuff because it is. My one skill, I do, I'm, a, you know, I have a couple other uh, hobbies and things I like to do, but I, you know, like I said, I, I know that I have the gift of gab, and I think that I have a certain perspective that uh, people appreciate, and so, you know, I like doing it, and so I'm going to keep doing it, but yeah, the episode, these, t these types of shows will end, uh, coming soon will be the YouTube channel, but uh, yeah, until then, I'll see you guys next week, I'll be in Vegas, You'll be wherever you're at, but uh, stay tuned because we got some new shit coming for you and some good stuff coming for you, maybe some good guests and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, y'all take care and have yourselves a good day. Bye. Oh, by the way, outro song, Digging Holes by Brent Cobb. Well, I ought to be working in a coal mine, neck deep in black lung soot, swinging a pick at that mountainside. Halfway to China, I think I would fit right in where the sun don't shine. She's better off alone. Yeah, I ought to be working in a coal man. Lord knows I'm good at digging holes. Well, I ought to be drilling for that black gold, swimming in the Texas.
All right, y'all, before I go, go, uh, that was Digging Holes with Brent Cobb. That was one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this show. Hope you guys enjoyed the music. Hope you guys enjoyed the topics. Uh, like I said, I'll be back next week with a similar uh, vibe, mixing in the Sage Mixtape with the Burning Sage Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Take care.